constituted authority, no matter what. This is a society of megalomaniacs. Shemini. Shemini. People who don't have the, the, the interests of the public at heart at all. Hi, welcome to the Open Podcast for the second season of the Open Podcast. I am Wina and today um, I am having a guest for this podcast, or let me say for this episode. He just released his first book, The Witness in My Weakness, and I just want to say the the book is compact, it is very easy to read and you know understand, and it really touches the topic of, of masturbation very well, and yeah, till today... While discussing sexuality and just everything around it in, in a very polite way. So let me let me let me make welcome to, to the podcast over the phone. Let me make welcome our guest, Mr. Felix Olokede. Good good afternoon. Is it good day? Good day. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very fine. Good evening. It's nice to be on this amazing platform. Thanks for hosting me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're sounding very sweet and very <laughs> <laughs> are this the proceeds from your book that is making your voice sound sweet like this ah come on come on don't 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 leave me this okay that's doing a nice job after compliment thank you okay so so let, let, let's get to you know the matter properly and and like can 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 we get to know you properly? Can we can we hear the story from the horse mouth? Can can we you know hear your story leading to you writing this book and just your story generally? Okay, thank you. I am um, I'm Felix Olukiti. I am a I am a kingdom influencer. I I write. I do freelance writing, and I actually write for um magazines, especially Christian magazines within Nigeria and outside Nigeria. I also develop content. I, I also am an advocate of the Sustainable Development Goals SDG in Nigeria. And um, I'm, I'm, the, I'm privileged to be the brain behind the Kingdom Influencers mm. Initiative, oh, which nice. is the platform that reaches out to students and generally youths in Nigeria and yeah. also I also volunteer for a couple of um, non-governmental organizations within Nigeria and um, Africa beyond. So that's Felix Olukidi. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm an author as well. My name is this book. So I'm an author as well. So that, that's that about me. Wow. As simple as possible. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's one thing I, I kind of like about you. Like you're like straight up to the point. No, no side digression at all. <laughs> even, even your book you know shows it that way yeah just yeah so so can um now for, like we cannot discuss you know topics like sexuality we cannot say we want to talk about the topic like sexuality and not actually like talk about it itself so um what what's your own take on sexuality you know from your book different perspectives what is your view on you know fluidity on sexuality in times like this um when we, when we talk about sexuality i believe sexuality um it actually talks about our distinctive attributes as individuals 
when we talk about sexuality, we are actually talking about um, a pattern through which a set of people or folks experience and express themselves mm. sexually. And um, if you are talking about sexuality, it, it has to encompass the biological, physical, emotional, and even spiritual uniqueness of every individual. Yeah. So talking about sexuality, sexuality is um, sexuality is properly channeled should give an individual the right knowledge and application of his or a individual pattern, be it spiritually, be it physically, emotionally, or any other form. Otherwise. I'm talking about the trinity, about sexuality in our world presently. Yes. You see, um, our presently has, has turned into a, 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 a particular thing whereby we, we need to sit down and check ourselves, yeah. especially in this particular generation. Because presently, the last time I checked online, and that, that was on Google, last time I checked online, there are about 16 types of sexuality present <laughs> in our world today. <laughs> there are about 16 types of sexuality, ranging, ranging from being homosexual, to homosexual, e- bisexual, homosexual, e- sexual, polysexual, <laughs> and to the general and widely acceptable one, which entails a man being attracted to a woman, which we all know as heterosexual. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe in the, if we can skip back to the 70s, if we can skip back to the 80s, maybe this thing is actually exist, but definitely not as high as the numbers in our world today. Okay. I believe, I believe this should be true. And I would like to say, given the uh, increase in, in, um, in numbers of gays, the numbers of lesbians, lesbians, even in our world today. This is beyond the fact that even a country such as Nigeria, yes, that is having no LGBT rights. LGBT stands for lesbian, gay, the bisexual, bisexual, and transgender rights. In fact, there's like there's Nigeria, LGBT plus. Yeah, imagine a country such as Nigeria, which has no LGBT rights, having legal and um very outspoken activists, activists yes. on gays and lesbian issues. I don't want to mention it, okay. but we all know a popular name, when the transgender Hope you Madam Bobby. Don't worry, continue, continue. I mean, I'm just trying to blow the whistle here, but don't worry. Continue, sir. Okay. Talking about countries that have even established um, the bill, that have even passed the bill, the LGBT bill, talking about the country like United States of America and um, and the likes. Yeah. You know, all of these things, I believe personally, from my own point of view, I believe it has done more harm than good to our society. Mm. And I'm going to cite an example that talks about the duty uh, that has happened to our generation, even in recent time. There was a time a particular brother of mine was trying to apply for a scholarship, and it was within Nigeria. Um, uh, not within Nigeria, sorry, that was within Africa. Within Africa, I'm talking about okay. an Eastern African country right, right now. Yes. And there was a particular form it was to fill online. And in all of these forms online, where we have to fill our name, country, we are registering form, the numbers and the gender and the life. And there is this particular spot that has been allocated to be filled for gender. And to my brother's amazement, he mm. was shocked 
when you when you saw more than one there were actually more than two genders <laughs> oh, sorry, too, sorry. about the gender sport he said he saw something like male female cross gender yeah. gender neutral and <laughs> it made him research more like where have i been that i don't even know that there has been more than the normal male and female gender in our world today so eventually I had to Google, I had to research more on this, and I saw there are over 16 genders, even right now in our world. You begin to see queer, two spirits, agenda, gender, <laughs> gender neutral, and all of those stuff. So, I, 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 I believe it has done more harm than good, because can you just can you just try and sit down and just figure out and imagine that a man in the United States of America, I can't remember his name now, maybe Freddie McConnell or something like that. Imagine a man who gave birth to his own son. Sounds <laughs> absurd. Sounds very, 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 very absurd. But, but what I'm just going to say about this CBT, about uh, CBT on sexuality, is that um, I still believe what has been working for us should stand still. And I'm talking about heterosexual type. Okay. Because this is what our fathers have given unto us to produce offspring and to enhance reproduction. So why do we have to come into this age and become adventurous with our uh, sexuality when we have something that has been working for us from ages past? And we are in a world today whereby, you know, almost ev- almost everyone does what he or she feels is right, yes. his or her body. But um, I believe we need to understand that the presence of a, of a product points to the existence of um, its manufacturer. Nothing just happens. Fine, it's our body, but nothing just happens. And it's very true with our bodies as well. Oh, okay. So, respecting our bodies and um, respecting our opinions as individuals, I believe sexuality, despite being fluid enough in our generation right now, it's doing more harm than okay. good for us okay. as individuals and our society in general. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, right. so like, like, like you said, like places like Nigeria now, where, um, everybody's trying to form strong guy, everybody's trying to form how to get kind of that kind of thing. You know, everybody's not really open about their feelings. So, okay. uh, and, and like, we're sure there's societal stigma to even speaking about sexuality at all like to even say sex in the first place in public sounds like you're committing a taboo so, <laughs> and and here we are like talking about so how do you think um societal stigma you know affects talk about sexuality and sex and stuff like that wow well thanks for the question um fine there has been a stigma that has been attached to subject to the subject matter of sex and um, sex-related issues, but um, I, I, I want to assume that the societal stigma on issues related to sexuality and sex itself used to be so strong before, unlike now. Yeah. And I'm going to explain. Why I said this is that in our present world today, I, I want to believe that if not everyone, I believe most people, many people, literally talks about sexuality or anything related to sex right now, much yeah. more than before. Than before. Yeah, and why yeah. this is happening now is 
see it when we look around in our world today, there have been increase in the number of pedophiles. There have yeah. been increase in the number of cases of incest that happens between father to daughter, father to cousin, and all of those things. In our world today, there have been increase in the number of rapes. Talking about countries like Jamaica, India, they are always on the high list of countries that experiences rape cases yeah. in the year. So, talking about all of these sexual related issues, I believe it has made our society and the world generally to look deeply as regards this subject matter. Yeah. That even though this subject matter has been stigmatized for a for a lot of times for a, for a couple of years before now, I believe people are now coming out strong, making themselves more open about this subject matter of sexuality, and it has made um it has made this present generation become very more enlightened about sexuality than it used to be before. Okay. Even talking about religious places like church, even in our present world today, churches are now creating a platform, creating platforms and avenues to chip in sermons or um, a webinar or a conference on, on sexuality and having a very strong sex life, even in churches. So I believe this is a um, welcome development to our world today, that the world and generally people are now becoming very more open, talking about sex and um, sexuality to some extent, mm. at least much better than it used to be before. Okay, so so, so let, let, let us talk about parenting tips small, like we to one day somehow people listening, probably some of them are parents also, or some of us will be parents one time. So let's talk about, um because I remember in your book, you, you spoke about how you were not able to fully open up to your parents about habits that were happening to you. So, yeah, right. so, so how can we, you know, as parents, as intending parents pro- probably, make, you know, our children feel okay talking with us about, about things like this, about masturbation, about bad habits, about sexuality, about sex like that. How, how okay. can we get our children to open discussions with us? Okay, as intending parents, if I'm yeah. right. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I, 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 I. First, firstly, I would like to uh, salute and uh, encourage every parent out there. They are actually doing a very good job training and um, <clears throat> taking care of kids is not an easy responsibility. So I would salute everyone out there listening to this podcast right now. However, when you ask me about what to do to get your kids and children more open to you as parents and even as intending parents, um, I would I would say one of the things that encourages uh, children and kids and youths of nowadays to be more open to speak freely with their parents is when they when they realize that they have been given the time and attention. Are you mm. getting it? Yes, yes, that? yes. I'm, I'm hearing you. When, 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 they give, when parents give them the time and attention, even right from a tender age, it, it proves to a child that he, has, he or she has a parent that, that is willing to listen to him or her. Yes. And one particular problem about not being given the time and attention as a child is that if a child doesn't get the time and, um, and attention from his or her parent, the reality is that they will get it from somewhere else. They'll get it from friends, they'll get it from their peers, they'll get it from the society. 
and the effect of them getting it somewhere else beyond their parents is that it could be perverse because it has the tendency of being diluted with false food. Yeah. Why? Because they are not actually getting it from the first source where they are supposed to get it from, which is their parents. Yeah. And another thing where which I think as parents and internet parents we we ought to do in getting our kids to be more open with us as regards what's going on in their life, be yeah. it masturbation or any other sensitive issue, is um getting our kids the proper orientation and um, awareness. This also should start from a tender age, if I if I would say, because we, we understand that we have to train our child right from when he's young so that he will not depart from uh-huh. it when he goes old. Okay. The orientation I'm talking about here is that, <clears throat> take for example, um, take for example kids and their parents sitting down. Okay, I don't want to use the word kids. Take for example children, children. and their parents, fully, fully grown children and their parents sitting down in the living room seeing a movie together. Yeah. And um, the movie, let's, let's, let's assume the children I'm talking about here are between the age range of um, 13 to 15. Uh, and, those um, those the ones movie, are still children. The movie has parental guidance 18. Yeah. And the parents themselves... Game of the, Thrones. <laughs> exactly. They know, they, they, the parents themselves, they should know the implication of what PG-18 means. What parental guidance Guardians 13 means what the Guardians um, 16, PG 13, PG 16, PG 18, all of these things, what it means. And you sitting down with your children without telling them the implication of what you guys are about to see, without making them understand you guys should be seeing this at this particular time, the cause of the tendency of some things beyond your particular age range in this particular movie or mm-hmm. TV soap, without giving them this orientation, it would actually make the children more curious to know about sexual related issues. So right from a tender age, the parents can give themselves up to answer to the inquisitiveness of their children from a tender age, like I've been emphasizing on. This would go a long way in um, making a child know the right way from the wrong way. And um, we can't overemphasize on listening here. Our parents and internet parents have to do more about listening more to their kids. I personally believe that as kids grow up in age, I believe parents should talk less and um and they should listen more. Yeah. Because one thing one thing I believe is that when parents talk less and listen more as their kids grow up in age, they get to understand the motive of why these kids are actually asking these questions. These questions. Exactly. Because one thing I've, I've discovered is that behind every question, there's a motive. There was a time I was reading a book by Simon Sinek titled um, Start With Why. You see, for every question that a man asks in life, there must have been a motive at the back of his mind before asking that question. So it is until parents understand the why behind Question. question of their kids. They won't really know the how to tackle that particular question. So when parents can understand the why are you asking me this question? For, for instance, a child of five years old asking his father, asking his father, that what does it mean to kiss? You know, 
the child didn't understand what it means to kiss. Mm. Then definitely there must have been a source from somewhere that must have passed across the message of kissing to that particular child of five years old. So for the father to effectively answer to the inquisitiveness and curiosity of the kid, he needs to understand why the kid is asking that particular question to be effect to be effective enough in answering the how okay. of the question. I hope you understand that. I, I'm getting you. Uh, All right. Uh, and um, one thing I would, I would, I would say to parents and intended parents, if it's not going to be the last, hopefully, but I, I think it should be the last, is that one thing about, especially African parents, they have a way of shutting down our voices. They have a way of feeling oh, our confidences as youth. And this is actually not encouraging. Imagine me asking my dad, trying to ask my dad about something, and he didn't actually talk. Let's assume he didn't actually talk. He just gave me a face. He gave me a stern look. You know, right from that look, I would definitely know what's wrong. Don't let me try this. Don't let me. So that alone has a way of silencing my voice. That mm. alone has a way of shattering my confidence mm. in approaching um my father. Yeah. So I would I would say parents should have a way of bringing their children close to them. And they should encourage the um, the children and correct them in love, yeah. in love. And they can actually do this by by giving them the attention, by keeping the conversation secretive enough yeah. that you know there are some parents that they are, they are, they are <laughs> <laughs> it's until the next fight. No, African African parents, of course, all of these morning devotions and every other thing. Major issue of contention the following morning when you guys are having the normal morning <laughs> devotion. So I believe when parents can actually work towards these things, I believe the children wouldn't have the need to ask their peers or their friends or the society about what sexuality and sex related issues actually entails if parents can actually do uh, this. Uh, this also goes intending parents as well. Yeah. I'll have to keep this audio recording somewhere safe so that when I get there, I'll just come and listen and tell my kids also. <laughs> yeah, so so let me let me ask you one more question before we enter like the next stage of this ep- of this episode. Um, so right. what advice do you have for youths that you know they are currently transitioning into full adults and know they are having issues dealing with adolescents? Probably no, you know, they don't have parents to teach them enough or they don't have parents that are willing to like take them through things like this so what advice do you have for youth like that um okay thank you the, the advice i'll give to youth and um adolescents or um, teenagers growing up into adolescence is that one thing i would say firstly is that um adolescence is a stage of life that that comes once and this particular phase of life comes with a lot of um curiosity and um the 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 issue there is that if this curiosity is not rightly channeled it might it might lead to negative adventures sexually so for 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 example the ladies when they are when when they are approaching the stage of adolescence puberty and the likes they tend to start menstruating and this may seem strange to a young lady, right from the age of one to let's say the age of 13, 14. And for a male child, you see, 
and the, the checks start developing wide and um, the MPs, the A, all of these changes physically. But one thing I would like to say to youths that are going up into the adolescence is that the first source where you have to go to to seek for advice mm. naturally and normally should be your parents. Yeah. So you can talk to your parents about guiding you and um, teaching you the do's and the don'ts yeah. that comes with um, adolescence. So when this happens, you, you get you get you get a first-hand experience, not from someone who doesn't no, uh, not have about nothing, it. but someone who even gave birth to you and has passed through this a long time ago. So if possibly your parents are not even giving you the attention, you should at least have a sibling or someone who has already experienced this speech a long time ago to seek um, to get advice from. And um, one thing I would say again is that the, the world right now is is a world of um, internet where almost every youth today has an access to um, to the web. So, so you can go to the internet, you can read and get um, materials that actually addresses puberty and um, adolescence. And so I think that you get enlightened enough as regards what this speech brings and the tools and the don'ts of adolescents will be properly understood by you. And lastly, I would suggest, um, it is during this stage, I, I, I said initially, if you are following me, that um, during this stage, it comes to a lot of um, inquisitiveness and um, curiosity. Yes. Why is this change happening to me physically? And it is at this stage where many people miss it in life and in destiny, thinking they have arrived, thinking they have become big boys and big girls, in quotes. So as you approach this particular stage of life, I would advise that um, um, you guard your thoughts, you guard your mental pictures with all diligence because it is at this stage of your life that you will start experiencing what I call the battle of the mind. And you know, the mind is a gate. So you have a tendency of thinking different thoughts, thinking thoughts that are not so godly, erotic thoughts that come to this particular stage, and you might even want to go on a negative adventurous pattern. So I would advise that you guard your mind diligently, even in this stage, and seek enlightenment and um, advice from someone close to you, possibly yeah. your parents or your sibling, or someone you respect so much who have experienced this a long time ago yeah. for advice. Thank you very much. Right. Um. So now to like the next segment. So this segment is the occurrence diary segment. Let me walk you through it quickly. Um. In this segment, we talk about life, just life generally, just life talks. And um. Today, um. I'm hoping to talk about your book now because like we've not been mentioning your book properly. So, in like the okay. next let's say 10, 20 minutes, I hope to speak properly about your book. So now, um. I I I kind of gathered from your book. I kind of gathered from your book um, some few points and I would like like us to discuss it. So, n- number one is um discipline. Like you were you were speaking on discipline in your book. So okay. Um, you know how my my question now is how do we effectively get ourselves into full control mode and like um I'm I'm not just speaking regarding masturbation or sexuality alone. I mean like generally like finances, health, just all aspects generally how do we get ourselves into like the 
master master level of discipline? For the question, um, talking about discipline, uh, we, we, we need to understand that it is true and it's the basic fact and reality that um, a man without discipline, a man without temperance or self-control is um, is like a city without walls, like a city without defense. Mm. So mastering um, the arts of discipline, I believe, should start with um, being intentional with the little things that counts. For example, if I if I see that one thing that is taking my time very often is um, staying for so long on the internet that I don't mind staying on the internet for 24 hours and keeping every other thing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so much addicted to the internet. If I discover that this is actually happening to me, mastering the act of discipline should start with me being intentional about wanting to reduce the time off the internet, I might decide to find a um, daily step action to reducing the time I spend on the internet. And one thing I would I would actually say about um, discipline generally is that um, discipline should actually come with a specific um, specific limit. Discipline should come with a specific limit, and this was this is what I mean by that. By that, <clears throat> if I would say, you see, let's take for example, you see, because this is this is this is an this is an extension towards every life issue. This is an extension towards every day-to-day activity, not only masturbation or sexual-related issues. Yes, yes. Take for example, someone who wants to improve his or her finances, and he doesn't know how to save. Someone who wants to improve his financial life and is struggling with um, saving mm-hmm. habits. See, if such person wants to discipline himself as regards saving financially, if the person keeps telling himself or keeps speaking to his head that I'm going to save this month, I'm going to save this month, I'm going to save this month, I tell you the month will go by and the person will struggle to save a dime. Why? Because he is not specific enough. So <laughs> let's assume I want to improve my saving life, I want to improve my financial strength as an individual. One thing I have to do in disciplining myself, in bringing myself under self-control financially as to how I spend and um, use the money that I earn is that I have to be specific enough in my savings. Okay, this month I'm saving 10,000 naira. Next month I'm saving 10,000 naira. In months coming after the next, I'll be saving, let's say, 5,000 naira. If this particular um, plan has a specific day, has a specific time to eat, it would be much easier to actually discipline oneself as regards spending. I hope we understand. Okay, so, um, you know, another point you raised in your book was um, controlling boredom. And, and like, and uh, um, on the topic you mentioned that to overcome boredom, we have to be productively engaged. So, can you can you speak on being productively engaged, especially within this pandemic period? Okay, thank you very much for the question. Um, talking about being bored and um, experiencing boredom is um is not strange to any individual. It's not an strange occurrence. But I believe there are two major ways through which um, 
bottom actually happens to an individual, one of which is um, <clears throat> getting um, unsatisfied or unfulfillment in what a man does. Yeah. Unfulfillment in what you do. And secondly, the feeling of being alone. <clears throat> and I would like to tackle, I would like to talk about the first point, unfulfillment in what a man does. You see, I, I believe men naturally actually get um, excited in what they do, when what they do align with their beliefs, when what they do align with their values. So, boredom could actually come as a result of doing what a man doesn't like doing. Yeah. Because I I believe what a man does should be in alignment with his values. So a man's brand, a man's career, a man's work should be an extension of who the man really is. And we can't actually talk about who the man really is without talking about the belief system of the man, the values of the man, the core of the man, which is the core of the man. So if a man starts engaging in stores that are contradictory, to his values, to his belief system, to his deepest convictions, he tends to get bored by them. And secondly, boredom actually happens by um, the feeling of being alone. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit. You see, um, I'm, I'm an advocate for self-development. So one thing I would say about when, when, when a man feels bored as a result of being alone is that it is not every moment of life that a man would be around his folks, that a man would be around his, fear, his yeah. friends, his peers, and oh, every okay. other person. There should, be, there should be a time in a man's life where, whereby a man tends to be alone. Am I right, sir? Yes, yes. Yes, sir. So there should be a time in a man's life where a man should be alone. You see, recently I was, I was reading, I was reading a, my, I was reading a news on, um, on my on my phone on my phone i think that, that should be opera mini or chrome or something like that yeah. so i was reading of a popular celebrity in nigeria i wouldn't want to mention his name he decided to give proper attention to himself he posted on his instagram that he is blocking some people david oh <laughs> <laughs> he said he was blocking some people he has big friends and stuff like that he wants to give attention to himself and when I actually lived with him, seriously, from where I was reading, I was just smiling, I was like, this guy deserves it. Because it is very rare for this particular celebrity to go to a particular event or to go to a particular place without seeing a lot of envoys at his back. Yes, he yes. really moves alone. So when a man gets to a place whereby he feels so bored by being alone, I, I feel one of the things the man should learn to do is to give attention to himself by being productively engaged with the things that are in alignment with his values, with yeah. the things that are in alignment with his belief system. No time should be wasted. Actually, one of the one of the um, things that actually comes with boredom is that um, it's often caused by a low level of mental stimulation. Yeah. So when a man ceases to stimulate his mind, when a man ceases to engage his mind, when a man ceases to work on his mind. He tends to be bored. So you don't expect a man such as Aliko Dangote, a man such as Senior Tedola to get bored. 
easily and thereby leading them to to, mm. to crazy thoughts or art. This man, this man I'm talking about here, uh, uh, actively engaged with one or two things they are doing that is in alignment with who they really have. So I believe um, a man that is used to bottom or that gets bored easily should find a way of creating a platform with wisdom or creating an avenue with wisdom to 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 channel the energy. Yeah, to create a positive vibes, positive energy around himself and make himself feel good and make himself really feel valuable in doing stuff. So if a man can be productively engaged, there will be no cause for thoughts like going to a allot place or engaging in civil ops activities should come to his mind. These things wouldn't come to his mind at all as long as he's properly giving attention to himself and um, developing his mind by engaging it with positive yeah. um activities thank you so so um let, let me just ask one more or two more questions before we go um can can you can you you know walk us through the benefits from the gift of men that's mentorship i mean you know especially in the can period I, can i what can you can you talk us through the gift of men the mentorship pr- process that you mentioned in your book you know okay yeah Especially in times like this when people are not trusted, even the person you think you trust is probably a pedophile, something like that. So, can you, you know, explain in, in briefly mentorship okay, okay. to us, you know, how to benefit from mentoring? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. See, the gift of um, men, talking about mentorship, mentorship cannot be um, underestimated in a man's life. See, in, let me let me let me tell you the story of how the book actually came into existence. Right from um, my days on on campus, I was privileged to I was privileged to lead to be a, to, to be a campus student um, leader in a particular uh, student fellowship, and I was privileged to lead a, a few number of people. Personally, in in my in um in my platform, talking about the Kingdom Influencers platform. Yes, yes. If there is any other issue that people actually complain mostly about to me, apart from masturbation or sexual issues, it would it would definitely be issues on spiritual goods or mm-hmm. self development. So I I had this notion in my in my heart that I was going to write a book this year. But I didn't have a clue of what the topic or what subject matter is going to look like. But I was so sure that before the end of this year, I would... You drop something for one, us. One or two books. So I had to approach one of my mentors. And um, he, he actually said I should give him time and he prayed about it and all of those stuff. And he gave me a go-ahead. You see, by by the time he gave me a go-ahead, there, there, there is this energy within me. There is this... Right, in this confidence, it's as though God Himself. I was so sure God gave me the nudging, but when this man spoke, it's as though God Himself gave me a go ahead. And you see, I I actually believe in the mentor-mentee relationship because it makes um it makes the, the mentee better. It makes the mentee himself become a better version 
of himself. Yes, you see, it, it is no surprise to me that people like um, people who have been listed amongst the obese uh, richest men on planet Earth today actually have a couple of financial coaches who they pay to to help them mm-hmm. keep their finances in that. check. So if the people can be submissive enough to learn even from financial coaches, so how much more youths of nowadays? So talking about exploring the benefits that is embedded in men, I would say first thing that um you can't benefit from the gift of men or mentorship without first taking a personal interest in the life in the lifestyle of a mentor. Are you with me, sir? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yes. Yeah, I never benefit from the gifts of men or mentorship without first taking a personal interest in the lifestyle of that particular individual. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because there must be a common ground between yourself as a mentee and your mentor, either via a similar experience or probably your mentor or someone you're looking up to is actually where you yourself you desire to be. Mm-hmm. You see, when you find out that a man is where you desire to be, I would honestly suggest that you find a place in your heart and be submissive enough to that man because he has a lot to offer you and if you are submissive, submissive enough, you would learn much more yeah, than you can again from him. Yeah. But actually, the gifts of men, I've, I've had cases whereby people talk about um, they are not willing to be submissive because they don't trust them and stuff like that, that their confidential issues might be exposed and all of those things. Mm. The, the thing I'm going to say as regards that is that your mentor is a man, he's not a god. So the fact that you submit to him and you are willing to let him guide your thoughts or your ways by his spoken words or advice actually means that you have actually seen his strengths, you have seen his weaknesses, but you have actually come into a place whereby you have overruled his weaknesses as yeah. a man and you are willing to make him your mentor so as, so as to get um, the full fruit of mentorship from Yeah, okay. so la- lastly on this um, on this episode, um, my final question is, what do you have to say to people who, even though you know, they are born again over and over, even though they've read books, they've gone for preachings and seminars, but yet they still keep falling back into masturbation and sexual okay. sins and difficult habits repeatedly. Hello? Okay. Yeah, that, that's okay. my question. Okay, if I get what, your question right, what, like, what, what do you have to say to my advice for, for people who are probably yeah. going through masturbation and who have at one point or the other tried to stop? They haven't been able to. Yeah. All right. See, one, one thing I would I would emphasize is that um, um, I believe that masturbation itself was first an habit before it became an addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, when we talk about habitual patterns, we are talking about stores that didn't come in a day. So for, for some, the healing process from masturbation, the recovery process from masturbation is swift. And for many, it might be slow. However, it is not the best option for you to keep giving in to masturbation just because you don't really have the power to stop it 
or to stop yourself from engaging in things. You see, one thing I would advise is that um, there is there is there is a higher there is a higher force, there is a higher power beyond the physical realm, yeah. and um, I'm talking about the spiritual force here. I I believe there is an atmosphere that a man can sustain from the spiritual realm, whereby a man would die or a person. Let's say person. Die, yeah. Would die, not die in the literal form now. Yeah. Would die to himself, like to his flesh, in, 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 to be able to tame his fleshly lust and every of those things. You see, let me let me give an example of a story I once had from a very dear friend and brother. He gave a story. He said he read it in a book, and um, it was it was um, challenging. And the story goes thus: You see, there used to be a man who was really addicted to smoking. This particular man loved smoking cigarettes much more than he loved eating food. But as time goes on, this man met grace and um, he gave his life, he surrendered his life back to the Christ. And um, as time goes on, he was still struggling to stop smoking. He was stopping, he was struggling to stop um the addiction that comes with smoking cigarettes. However, he, he has this pastor, the, the same pastor that led him to salvation, actually told him that the fact that he's struggling with cigarettes shouldn't stop him from growing into the stature of the one whom he has encountered. He has encountered. Mm-hmm. And um, the pastor gave him a, a recipe. The pastor told him to keep saying to himself, to keep declaring to himself that he was the righteousness of God. The pastor asked him to just keep saying those words, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. So this particular man, whenever he feels the urge to smoke, with one hand filled with um, cigarettes, <laughs> taking cigarettes, cigarette, smoking cigarettes, and puffing the smoke into oh. the air. Man will take cigarettes, pop it into the air. And, and then... they say, I am the righteousness of God. The man consistently kept doing this. He kept smoking. And yet, he kept saying to himself, I am the righteousness of God. So, just when he did, as he was smoking, he was about puffing that particular smoke into the air. Yeah. And he said, I am the righteousness of God. You see, that particular day when he said that, that consciousness entered into his spirit and he understood that what is happening to me? Why am I doing something that is contra- contradictory to what I'm saying? So how can I be saying I'm the righteousness of God and on my left hand I'm, I'm having a pot of cigarettes on my hand? That was the day it dawned on him that he shouldn't be doing that. You see, if the man had given up, if the man had given into to to um to the addiction of smoking, thinking salvation isn't meant for him and all of those things, he might have missed the mark at the latter end. But however, he kept he kept going on, he kept he kept going along along the way, he kept going and all of those stuff. And there came a day where entered into him. And what he was eventually saying actually find an expression mm, in what he was saying. And that was the day he genuinely smoking. So, I'm going to relate this particular incident with masturbation. 
you see, if you are still an inspiration after Bushman, it doesn't take away the fact that you are still a believer and you still have the Holy Ghost within you. But mm-hmm. you need to come into a place whereby your consciousness is greater than what is going on with you. Your reality is that from the gene and the traits of where you belong to, no one ever masturbates. And that should be your mindset. That should be your consciousness. So as you keep going along this portion of truth, I tell you, someday, somehow, you will find a way consistently, after all that was consistently, you will find a way of escaping yeah. through masturbation and every other form of sexual addiction. I believe it is very, very, very possible yeah. that the man does not. Because I am living testimony of that. So, consciousness and um, consistently growing into yeah. which Christ has done. Yeah. I believe that is the key to absconding from the roots of masturbation and sexual addiction yeah. finally and forever. Yeah. Thank you very much for, you know, for being on this episode, for giving us this very amazing talk. Th- thank you also for, for your, for your very good book for, um, maybe when we should try and like ask, how can people, you know, get access to your book? People that are listening probably get access to your well, book. Well, thank you very much. Um, people can actually get access to my book by, um, going to the ecclesiaglobal.com. It's actually a blog. The ecclesiaglobal.com. You can just search it E K K L E S I E Global.com. Or possibly Google my name, Felix Olokide on Google, you will find a link of where to download the book. And there are other uh, various platforms on Telegram and um, WhatsApp which I believe might not be um the best to share right now. But ecclesiaglobal.com is a blog where I yeah. I would recommend people to. And I tell you, this book has been making ways to the glory of God uh-huh. ever since um, June 5, since it has been released. Uh-huh. By now, we are heading towards very close to 5,000 downloads. And uh-huh. it's not even up to a month yet. Uh-huh. So, all glory to God. I still see, I see believe more is coming. So, uh-huh. I would recommend the ecclesiaglobal.com for people who actually would like to read the book a witness in my witness yeah. thank you very much uh, we, we, we hope we hope to see in on on other episodes and <laughs> and get more of your of, of your spiritual and inspirational books all right thank you thank you very much thank you much for hosting me on such an amazing platform yeah, yeah thank you all right thank you you're doing a good job sir okay